With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, you miserable bastards, and welcome to this week's Misery Hunters podcast. What I thought we would do is take a lot of time and put a lot of effort into previewing the game on Saturday, and then hopefully that game will go ahead this time, instead of making us all look like dicks last week. I'm Mark Jardin. I've only got one one pal with me here today. I'm joined by the currently drunk Sam Smith. Hello, how we doing? Oh, good. Not not quite as good as you. I can see you shifting an incredible amount of Paisley Craft Beer merchandise over there. Aye, I'm currently enjoying a Mango Unchained Session IPA, which is quite tasty, actually. Sounds And I have been drinking since I finished work about four o'clock, so hi. That's that's ideal. I'll um, I'll do the organisational stuff. I'll I'll try and keep the the whole thing knitted together, and then you just fill the (laughs) podcast with that's what people are here for. That's what everybody's listening for their it's usual outlet spot. So we didn't have a game to commentate on or attend on Saturday. That was a uh, that was unfortunate. Apparently, if you believe some people on Twitter, <coughs> don't, the uh, there's no fit centre halves. So Motherwell obviously have conned the the SPFL to get that one. Uh, to get that one postponed, despite the videos that Alan Burrows has stuck up of aye, water aye. pishing out the ceiling. Actually, I, I do feel. I think after the videos, I do feel really bad for for Motherwell. I, I think they, I think Alan Burrows said that their insurance will cover it, but it was the. Right. I think they, the recently fairly top of the range kit gym looked fucking horrible. Like that was submerged under. Yeah, yeah, it's a a good few inches of water, which is a bit of a shame. I, like, I, I do like Motherwell as a club as much as there seems to be a wee bit of a rivalry between the fans for whatever reason. I do I do feel bad for them. Uh, a similar club to us in terms of scale and all the rest of it. Like, aye. So I'm all, for, I'm all for having a laugh and taking the piss and stuff, but yeah, it could, they've got it a lot could of, just as easily happen to us. Aye, they've got a lot of good guys. Uh, 
behind the scenes. I've seen a lot of people kind of having a go at them for like, oh, this is this has happened X amount of times over the last few years. Like, no, it hasn't because it? it's not been minus twelve over the last few years. So I thought um, Burroughs dealt with that quite well. I saw someone having a kind of similar go, saying, "Could you not prepare for this?" And his thing back was like, "How do you prepare when it's minus twelve and you can't get anywhere near the?" Aye. the ground and you know there's plumbers getting called out all over Scotland to houses that were built five years ago to sort this and this is a stadium that was built 75 years ago and parts of it haven't been Aye. updated like it I think it's just bad it's just bad luck it's just it's unfortunate how it, how it yeah. happened like the, the whole country was in turmoil last week how cold it was uh, I think there's obviously I got a couple of plumbers that I know that I was speaking to as well saying that they were up to all hours of the night trying to solve stuff and I think you put it into perspective, a, a football club are going to be the least of people's worries. It's also the least of people's worries, but also like potentially get a much more complex problem than a lot yeah, of places. I think it was in, I think it was eventually when they put up the pictures, it was in all four stands as well. I seen yeah. the I can't I'm not hundred percent sure. Uh, is it the something McLean stand that we're in? Uh, when we go is it, there. Is it a Tommy McLean stand? Tommy McLean, I uh, mm-hmm. I think the the bit with the pie stalls are look to be is it that chalker a leak? Yeah. The ceiling was in basically like and I think uh, like the Cooper Lounge in the main stand as well looked as if that was under a wee bit of water. Like it's listen, it was just unfortunate that there was ever game that it called yeah. off. I was actually fairly surprised to see uh, most of the games go ahead. I think Livingston obviously they get called off as well because of their all weather pitch, not surviving all weathers. That's a We've spoken about them before when uh, you know there was the run in with, with Div and, and all the rest of it, but the one of the guys off that Almond View podcast cannot get by the the uh, the shit about the old weather pitch and just goes absolutely tonto about that any time it, it comes up and it's it's great to witness. That's good. A, a lot of a lot of good lads on that podcast despite with uh, some strange Celtic fans uh, had to say. Yeah. I really enjoyed the digging out of the Celtic v Barcelona match. That's this uh, this week uh, to get it right up all the tactic wonks. That I, think, I, I think it's it's an important th- it's a thing that I, I I'm obviously I've got a lot of pals that are Rangers and Celtic fans, and I've got some that understand football better than others, like like we all do, and like the ones that do understand it completely. They know why smaller teams like. Sitting, and it's not it's not a case of parking the bus. Like if you were to watch us v Celtic, you you sit in with a game plan. But Livingston last night done what has been successful for them. I think there was yeah. a stat going about that Livingston have got a better record against Rangers and Celtic than they do against any other team since they've come back up to the top flight. I don't know. I don't know how true it is. I never had the time yeah. to look into it. But like, I mean, it wouldn't shock me. Like Livingston. No, no. It feels up, like it could be true. Livingston have picked up brilliant results against. Rangers and Celtic, and you get the the tiresome argument like, "Oh, how do you watch that every week?" And you're like, "Well, you don't, we don't. because yeah. see, a lot of teams I've actually seen this season. A lot of the teams that seem to be taking quite a lot of flack are Kelly and Livingston, and I actually enjoyed watching Kilmarnock. I thought, yeah, I thought Kilmarnock were brilliant when they played us this year, and I thought Livingston were were equally as good. They've got exciting players Livingston to watch in their team. team. Aye, it's a it's a tiresome debate that goes on and everyone just kind of jumps to oh, Livingston lump the ball forward. No, they don't. They, they, they don't. They're, they're no a better than football that. team. Than, no, they don't. And they'll hit the ball forward to guys like Nibley who 
win knockdowns and they'll play off our scraps and then they play their better stuff in opposition's halves like we do. So, but you use you use your strengths. Like Livy are capable of sitting back deep against Celtic. That's a strength. Yes. Um, yep. I think you you can't build a team of Scotland, Denmark, Japan, Portugal, and and whatever else internationalists for millions upon millions of pounds and then bring in this internationally successful manager who plays this all-out attacking, relentless right. football where you camp out 30 yards from goal and then be upset that the entire opposition team's within 30 yards of their own goal. Like, Celtic, right. Are, right. Celtic are making, you know, are, Celtic are as much of a factor in that being where teams are than those teams are. Like, I just, the, the difference is teams that are a bit more confident and take a bit more chance on the break, which I think to our credit we have done. Aye. This season we're you know, when we get the chance we're quick enough and you know, um disciplined enough to, to go Aye. when that's the case and to sit back when it's not. Whereas I think you look at like Aberdeen recently and that was all the all the fart but with no jobby. There was just Aye. no no penetration Aye. in it. I do I actually I, I get a lot of joy out of watching someone sit with ten men in their own box and defend it and snuff out Rangers and Celtic I think it's oh, hilarious it's pisses them off it's we're out to play to our strengths Rangers strengths Rangers and Celtic strengths and unlike Ange Postecoglou how tired the two of them with the same brush because that is what it is the yeah. two of them are good at playing the ball out for the back putting into their international midfielders and going to their international forwards who can create chances out of nothing that's what they're good at we're not We've got two big guys up front that we like to hit on the break, that we like to use to hit on the break and get our wing backs forward and get our big boys in the box and feed off yeah. our scraps because that's what we're good at. Celtic sell fifty thousand season tickets a year. Aye. At what seven hundred quid? Aye, they're a fortune. 35, Aye. Thirty-five million pound coming in just from season tickets. Before I think I think I saw a thing that said they turned over eighty-seven or eighty-eight million pounds last year, and we turned over four. Aye, and it's, it's 20, 20 times the, the turnover. That's that's a much bigger gap, a much bigger ratio than Celtic to Barcelona, for example, or, aye, or Celtic like, to Real Madrid and all the rest. So I, I just don't... I know this wasn't what we're coming on to talk about, but um, I'm all for filling time. I don't... Um, aye. I just don't buy that this, this is negative football against positive football. It's it's pragmatic. It's survival. You, you do what you can. Aye, I, I'm, I'm under no illusions that when we go to Celtic Park in, I think it's February, mid-February, I'm under no illusions that we will most likely go there and get beat 3 or 4 nil. but you give yourself the best chance of, of getting a point and to give yourself the best chance of getting a point or getting a win you set up the way we did against mm-hmm. both sides of the old firm and we were a, a kind of a bit of I lost our concentration for Marcus Fraser away for taking six points for both our games against Rangers and Celtic this year. So, mm-hmm. aye, long may it continue. Absolutely. Um, so that's that's Motherwell dealt with. Aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've uh, we've got Aberdeen on Christmas Eve to to look forward to the first return of Jim Goodwin to the to the Smyzer Stadium since since walking out on us all. Aye. In February. Yeah, are you looking forward to? It? I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I, I, I have my cake and, my, and I eat it. In that, I don't genuinely hold it against Jim Goodwin for taking a much bigger and better job. I think that's. I think anyone that does is no, crazy. 
I think that's, that's fine. I'm also not going to apologise for really enjoying when he has a shite time and taking any opportunity to get it up him because that's what football is. Aye. I'm I'm looking forward to it for a lot of reasons. It's obviously going to be our first game back for for a lot of what feels like a an eternity. But I'm the same as you. I never really grudged Goodwin going to go get. I don't know. I'm guessing Goodwin's on at least three times what he was on at St Mirren. Uh, I just like seeing him do bad at his job. It would nothing would bring more joy to me than knowing that he doesn't have a job on Christmas Day. Like, that's just the way it is. It's football, it's tribal. I hope he fails at what he does, because if he's doing well, it means that we're going to be below him. So, I, listen, I, I don't I don't have any personal issue with him. I thank him for all he'd done at the club at the time he was with us, but he did a lot wrong. He fucked off, left us in the lurch. I get it up him, like... Yeah, I'm all for respecting his decision, but it doesn't mean you need to enjoy it. I think anyone that Aye. anyone that talks about it in those kind of terms is is worth it. I think. Um, I, I was amazed to read earlier on that he is three points better off over twenty nine league games than Stephen Glass was. Stephen spent two and a half million quid. I I I kind of I took a bit of stick for a couple of my pals when we were talking about this last night, and I said that. I think he's definitely in real danger of getting sacked. And a couple of my mates, the Rangers fans, were like, I know, but what else can you expect from him? And I was like, well, you'd expect to be more than three points better off after you've spent the best part of two and a half million quid bringing in bringing in really good players as well. He's brought in guys like Miofsky and I think, uh, who's the boy, the other guy that they brought in? Is, oh, he never signed him, is it? Bizu one, he never signed him. Yeah, Bezu, he's, Bezu, yeah, I think he was there. Uh, he's, he's obviously he's got a bit of outlay on guys like Liam Scales paying good monthly. I, I mean, I'd imagine they're covering covering most of it his wages for Celtic. That's him, sorry. They've they've brought in a goalkeeper for down south who was kind of fairly highly rated in the championship. Like these aren't nobodies. He's brought in. He's brought in. He spent a lot of money, and to only be three points better off than what he was last year. It's it's not a great return. I, I, I still I still find it hilarious that Aberdeen fans are, you know, really against Goodwin playing a back three and how the guy Anthony Stewart in the middle isn't good enough to be playing in the middle of a back three when Aberdeen are still paying the wages of their best centre half and he's he's playing for St Mirren. Like Declan Gallagher would De, De, Declan Gallagher would comfortably be Aberdeen's best defender. And I, I don't yeah, I think, think I'm I don't think I'm being like biased. Is this I think he did either. have a bad time. Like I, I, I don't think we're not, we're not. Aye, right. no, he, yeah, he had, he had a bad, bad time year. Playing with David Bates, <laughs> I, I think if you if you cover Declan Gallagher's deficiencies, which to be fair, I, I, I don't think there's many after watching him for six months. I think he's I think he's an incredible defender for our level. I think mm. he, he comfortably starts for every team outside Rangers and Celtic. I don't think that's mental to say that. No, um, I, I, I think that's fair enough. I think if you had to level an accusation against them, it would maybe be concentration. We've been picked apart away from home, particularly I, I think sometimes because he just his his positioning maybe just goes a little. He's not quite aware of what's around I, him. But you balance that against how he's been at home, where nothing's been, getting by him. He's I, he's been he, phenomenal. He's shifting about international forwards that play for Rangers and Celtic, who are on thirty forty grand a week, like. He's he's been a, a great find, and I I just I, I do think it I do find it pretty ironic that Goodwin thought he was the problem, and he's ended up with Anthony Stewart, who seems to be getting 
battered for Pillar Post for the yeah. Aberdeen fans. The best bit about it is that Gallagher had a contract there. So yeah. I think uh, Aberdeen will probably have paid Gallagher more than we have this season to be the best player in our and three. probably are still paying him more for a guy yeah. who might be a shoe in to pick up a player of the year award. <laughs> um, how um, how do you feel about us coming in off the back of this? You know, what is a six week break by now? Yeah. Aberdeen have had two games in the last uh, the last week already to try and get themselves back to that kind of match sharpness. Do you think that'll be a factor? I think you can come at it for both angles. You can come at it saying we might get caught a wee bit cold, but. We were playing matches. Uh, obviously, you're not playing them with the same like, competitive intensity. You're playing what were essentially friendlies. But I don't imagine when we're playing Blackpool, Hearts and Ross County and Kilmarnock that we were half-arsing it by any means. I think no, they would no, have been really competitive games that I think we won all of them apart from the Blackpool game. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. But, you know, I, I, I don't think it'll be, be a kind of limiting factor obviously you look at it from the other side Aberdeen have had two devastating results in the space of a week their squad might be toiling a wee bit fitness wise I, I, I don't know yeah. really what they're going to be like but you'd like to think it might work in our favour you know we've had guys that have been chopping at the bit to play competitive football for the best part of five or six weeks and you'd like to think we could hit the ground running we've been excellent at home so nah, it'll be it'll be interesting but I, I I mean, we're going to get to what our predictions are, but I do fancy to to pick up three points. I think, again, it's not to say that I expect it, but I think we should begin in with that attitude. We've beat better teams than Aberdeen at home this year. Um, and we've beat better managers than, than Goodwin. You know, I'm pretty comfortable now that I think we upgraded in terms of Aye. in terms of recruitment, in terms of in terms of um, kind of tactical <clears throat> tactical awareness. I think Goodwin played the same system a lot of the time that Robinson's tried to build here but I don't think it had any of the kind of structure that we've we've seen you know under Goodwin we were more than capable of sitting behind the ball against Celtic and trying to frustrate them I don't know that we would have pressed the way we did with it's, Main and Ayunga and we would have got two goals out of it I think the main thing for me is that Goodwin was Goodwin was good Listen, I've criticised Goodwin a lot but like to set up a team defensively, like yeah, yeah. you only really need to look at our goals against Columns in the seasons he was there. Like we, we actually yeah, yeah. had a very a very good record. I, I, I wouldn't have that against him, but I think it was more the when you're in the games against no the better shots teams, on target. Was uh, the, the yeah. thing it would it would be at the expense of we would be holding teams to you know to yeah. nil or whatever at home, but but when we, we have, have like two shots have, on target or one shot on target, when we break forward now, we're breaking forward by a lot of intent. But yeah. like, there's guys who know fine and full well what they're supposed to do. You've used to, I think when Goodwin signed Matt Miller, he expected I think he probably expected them to be what Ryan Strain is just now and to kind of be a bit more self sufficient. He doesn't need Molly coddled and told what to do all the time. Whereas like with Miller and Tanzer, it never really worked. And I think even Tanzer's games improved under Robinson as well. He seems to be a bit more efficient so. defensively and he seems to have upped the game going forward as well. So our system works a lot better and he's not fair to change it as well. He's Robinson's pretty pretty on the ball when it comes to making tactical changes, whereas, like you said, like Goodwin would be welded to the one system. No matter how well it was working or how bad it was working, it would never change, which was obviously frustrating for us all to watch. I think we, we all remember yeah. the first we all remember the first 
you know, four or five months of last season when we were welded to that, you know, kind of three six one sort of setup. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't good to watch. It was quite clearly not working on the pitch, as you can tell with the runner results. Aye, it's. I think we've we've moved past it, and I'm I'm with you. I think we've upgraded on. Upgraded on our manager, and there's more than a few aspects that can approve it. I think um, we're going to this with kind of almost full, a uh, fully fit squad, aren't we? Tate's um, Tate's out. Um, but but other than that, I think we've pretty much got a pick of of people. Um, I wouldn't expect too many surprises in terms of the the lineup. It sounds like Bacchus is is back at it. You you would imagine it will be Hamerahon and. And O'Hara, O'Hara across the across the midfield, you'll have your your first choice back three out. Meaning that you could probably think, back in. Aye, I'm I'm guessing the two of them will start up front. I think it's probably yeah. harsh on Greg Kilty to to drop him based on the last two the last two games that he played before the break. I thought Kilty was I thought he was outstanding against Rangers. I thought he was brilliant against St Johnston yeah, yeah, as well. Totally. He's obviously his hand in both goals, but. I think we said that I, I think we said that in our first podcast back, like you play your best team available and that means that we need to play Bacchus and O'Hara and Erehorn because that's our best midfield. I think we just need to I think we need to try and utilise Bacchus as much as we possibly can over the next three or four games that we've got him for because I doubt he's going to be here past January. No, and and I also wouldn't expect to get ninety minutes out of him. No, um, no, 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 I think no. you start him and then you've got You've, you now know that you've got Kilty who can come on on that right side of the the three and, and be really really productive a, a, a bench that's got Kilty and Gogic to come on and ch- not just replace people but change things up in terms of how we're set up as well I think it's a real a real positive I'm, you know, I'm, I'm confident going into games now that we can manage them over the course of the full the full 90 minutes Aye, we, what, we uh, take we take full advantage of the five sub rule like we, we are I think the five sub thing I was a wee bit dubious of at the start because you think it's just going to benefit the bigger teams or bigger squads. But really, if you're smart, you can totally use it to your advantage. You're bringing on three or four guys with half an hour to go, and you're completely changing the the way the game goes and trying to swing it in your favour. So I, I, I'm a I'm a big fan of it now. I wasn't at the start, but I love it. What um what are you thinking for a score tomorrow? Uh tomorrow. I don't, yeah, Saturday, I, don't I, I don't know what the score will be when they're playing and training but uh, cheers I appreciate that that's good of you I, have, I had to pick up on that uh, I'll go for 2-0 St Mirren I, 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 I fancy this to be fairly I, I think we'll probably deal with what Aberdeen do in an attacking sense I don't think it's going to be anything that we've not seen before they'll go with I'm guessing they'll go away. Is it the Duke, Duke, and Miofsky? They'll play so. the two of them up front. I don't think the wing backs really provide much. Uh, Coulson and Kennedy, we'll... they've been playing. I fucking hope it's Coulson and Kennedy they play. I would, I, I, I would, I would love to watch Hayden Coulson try and defend Ryan Strain for for ninety minutes. That'd be brilliant to watch. Yeah. Actually, I really hope that happens now. Yeah, it'd be interesting be to watch Hayden Coulson being competently managed. As much as I've, I've slagged Goodman, at least he's a he's a competent manager, and uh, at least Hayden Kilson might actually yeah. have like a might have a bit of direction, might actually be 
might actually be able to play football at home there. Maybe. I think Aberdeen have absolutely got it in them to get a goal. I think I'm a real fan of Mayovsky. Nah, he's, he's, um, he's got it. And then the free kick hit from, uh, from Duke against no. Rangers. No, no, fuck inch, off. Inch perfect to keep her done a chance, sir. I'm, I'm not having it. Um, <laughs> oh, that's the first time I've ever seen Haaland, my sister. Um, listen, I'm not having that. Um, that, that is, I, I think I've seen a stat that Alan McGregor concedes 47% of the shots he faces, <laughs> which in comparison, Trevor Carson sitting at like further fourth and 73%. Like, I think Rangers comfortably at the moment have one of the worst keepers in the league. Uh, it's it's hilarious, and let's not pretend that that was a good free kick. It was a well struck shot that any competent goalkeeper, including Chris Smith, would have probably saved. It was fucking dreadful goalkeeping, and the second goal was shite as well. But I'm not getting in there. Do you reckon uh, David Cornell's getting his hands to that? David Cornell would have caught it and started a counter attack. I'm that confident. That, that, that free kick was was a good hit, but a good bit of power behind it, a decent bit of direction. But fuck me, that yeah. old that coffin dodger in net was not helping anything that night. He's just so bad, and it's it's a guy that I'm actually really glad to see of a shocking demise. <laughs> to be honest, do you know? I think Alan McGregor constantly has the look of someone. Who's just been woken up by a ring doorbell notification to say that there's someone trying to get in his house? It just always looks like that. Yeah, actually, he's the look of a guy. He's the look of a guy who likes fathers for justice posts all the time on Twitter. Because uh, he's got he the look of a that, guy. So that's, that's why he looks got, like that. He's got the look of a guy that's been on holiday for six days and he's in a roasting hot cafe. Try to sweat out a hangover, and he's trusted a fart, and now realizes that he shouldn't have. He looks like that <laughs> all the time. Ah, speaking of speaking of dodgy goalies, I think Aberdeen have uh, got their fair share of, fair share of oh, problems to deal with. I had this big uh, this big setup lined up where I was going to say, you know, I think Aberdeen have got a goal in them, and if there's one thing we know, Aberdeen is that they can hold on to a lead, and then we could go on and, and have a big laugh about how shite their goalkeeper is. Either the he was he was really badly at fault for for the goals. I think he was he was pretty poor. Yeah, I don't spelling think that he's... one straight out is absolutely horrendous. I don't I can't think remember he's great. Look at it's the second. I don't think he's a particularly good goalkeeper though. Like, he's had a decent enough year. Like, he's looked competent. Uh, he's I, looked better I than think, Joe Lewis. I think it kind of again you go back to us and our recruitment with goalkeepers, and it does actually make you feel. Really, really grateful for how good. But I think a lot of credit needs to go to Jamie Langfield as well for every well, goal. A lot of credit had. can go to Jamie Langfield if he would answer his DMs. Every if, if he would get on the, if he would hurry up and get on the podcast, a lot more credit will go his way, and I'll make sure I give him credit. But hi, Jamie. I I think all all joke aside, like he's improved every goalkeeper that we've had, and yeah, just makes, makes us feel really lucky to have a guy like Trevor Carson when you could have a pick between. Fucking Joe Lewis, who chucks a goal in every time he plays, is a Keller Roos, who I don't know. For me, he doesn't really look that good. I think he's he's been competent, but most of the time away from home, he's he's been under a bit of stress. And at home, Aberdeen have been fairly similar to us. They've been mm. winning a lot of games. 
but Joe but Lewis at this stage of his career is essentially just an oil and gas Alan McGregor. Ah, he's a uh, he's a uh, he's having a bit of a shocker. Uh, I think was it the one in the COVID season that Jamie McGrath hit the shot in the last minute? Oh, the the yeah the assist that was. I, I felt bad for him. I really really felt I for him actually. Did not. I enjoyed that immensely. My he's ghosting cut to skiing when that goal went in. Uh, oh, a quick. A quick moment of pause, a moment of silence for a friend uh, of Heasco. Heasco's helped us out a lot. Heasco was how me and, and, uh, me and Andrew got a fucking shit ton of abuse when we done the Ibrox commentary. So, uh, I think it was actually Andrew that managed to get Heasco chucked off after that. Yeah, 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 he said he wrote a letter to the chairman. <laughs> the chairman of football. <laughs> to try and get it, it packed after that. So that he can say Tav in peace. I tell you what, I didn't think the end of Heasco was going to come through the FBI anyway, but here we are. No, um, bye. But uh, who needs his goal when Aberdeen are in town and you can go to the game? Aye, and we are not on commentary, so that's more of an incentive to go to the game. Yes, yeah, so no disrespect to the the actual club commentators who are doing the game, but yeah, we are the only show in town, boys. Yeah, enjoy uh, enjoy your wee your wee week on because it will be straight back to service Aye. as usual for Just, Livingston uh, on the twenty eighth. Just keep my seat warm and don't move too much stuff about it. So I was a pain in the arse when they shift it back. Yeah, absolutely. Not not that you... I'm absolutely bitter that we're not doing the commentary for that game. Yeah, totally. Uh, Christmas Eve commentary, I had visions of going dressed as Santa and doing uh, the, full, the full... I might still go to the game dressed as Santa. Who knows? I, I, I can't. I, I know I'm not going to go dressed as Santa. I think uh, Kirsty, she fancies coming to the game. So uh, she's she's got an unbeaten uh, record at the Smicer. Nice. Uh, I unfortunately subjected that they watching a Jim Goodwin team away from home at uh, Rugby Park oh, okay. in his first year uh, when we get beat 1-0 to a late Gary Dicker header and Kirsty couldn't believe how boring the game was because <laughs> I think actually like you said earlier they did have a shot on target <laughs> I, I convinced Karen to we went to a game at home in the relegation season when we'd been awful and we we either won or we drew and it was the first result we got for ages and then we were at Rugby Park not that long after, and I talked Karen into coming to that again. And uh, we got horsed, it was dreadful. And um, all our family are from North Ayrshire, and they didn't talk to us for a while. Aye, that was like, came a few decent ones. Uh, her first game she came to was when we beat St Johnson 2 0. Obika scored the overhead right, kick right. for his first goal. Obika. Kirsty loved John Obika more than me, which is saying something for a guy who had John Obika as his cover picture and at one point my profile picture on Facebook. Did uh, she get a voice note from him as if she was a six year old unwell child? No, no, she 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 didn't. It was just me that got that. Hello, uh, Sam. Thanks for all your support, mate. It's John Obika. I, I cried when he left, but I, she uh, she's seen a few decent games. She did, uh, unfortunately, I took her to the 0 0 at the tail end of last year against nice. the tail end of last season versus Livingston where I don't think we had a shot and I don't think Livingston had a shot on target. Was it that was, the last was, game of the season where both teams were already in the departure lounge? It was the, I think it was the second last game of the season. It was the one mid last, last we game it was, it was the last home game. It was fucking bad. It, yeah, it, it was, was a, bad it was a well. dreadful game of football. But both yeah. teams had players that had like Ibiza and Tenerife and Cancun in their eyesight. <laughs> In fact, that was the last home game, and it was because uh, uh, me and Jamie got to hang back after, and uh, I can't remember what we were waiting to try and get, but they let us sit in on Martindale's press conference. It was absolutely hysterical. He was laying in, you know, that 
Gary Mele that he's got as his goalkeeping coach. Goalie coach, aye. Uh, it was the week before he played him, he brought him on. <laughs> and uh, he was absolutely destroying. Like, he's been trying to retire for three years, and every year there's been something to play for, so I can't play him. I'm not going to play him for almost in Europe, aren't he? He's fucking rotten. Like, just, uh, you, can't, you can't put that in, boys. That's got to be off the record. Um, oh, no, it was so funny. Uh, I, uh, there is talk of uh, Karen and my sister coming down to Rugby Park for the New Year game. I, I'll be at Rugby Park. I'm not sure if I'll be in any fit state to watch any game of football, but I'm planning on getting fucking comatose that day. <laughs> I will be <laughs> spitting fire in the booth. Nah, I will be, oh, be freestyling. Oh. You're you're in the comms that day. Me and Shelley D. that day, aye. Shelley D. Aye. Craig Devine. Um, I'm very excited to get back in the to get the next hit of commentary. You must have been absolutely heartbroken Friday when oh. that game got off. <laughs> I was in tears, man. I was so so gutted. It's not just the chance to get back to football; it's the chance to get back to talking pish about the football. they've got no choice but to listen. For anybody that thinks commentary would be fun and you think oh I'd love doing that like times that by 10 and that's how it actually is because it's the best shit you could ever do in your life that is so good so addictive though that's how they get you oh it's, it's that, that's it's why true. we are now that's why we now do every game so I <laughs> yeah because we can't get enough and there's nothing there's nothing that helps you come down off it there's no there's nothing to help you withdraw you're just waiting for the next one straight away um <laughs> I was going to uh, I was going to try and talk about the World Cup final, but to be honest, I've enjoyed talking about Aberdeen no, too much, and I don't want I, to tend to some game of football. To be fair, it's it's the best. I, I think it's the best World Cup final ever, and it's it, it had it had absolutely everything. And I think the crowning moment for for everybody was obviously well, for, unless you're a fucking weirdo that likes Ronaldo. Never mind Ronaldo, man. How good is Haaland? That big... Did he just scored? Oh, of course he did. Like, <laughs> but I think, I think for everybody outside, uh, a guy who prefers Ronaldo over Messi, which should be the minority or children now. Uh, I think so. Man United It was an unbelievable moment to to see Messi finally get his hands on the trophy, and I think he was brilliant at tournament. He, I don't want to say carried because there was a lot of players in that Argentina team that were brilliant to watch. I think the midfield. Uh, Depaul, oh, um, Fernandez were just absolutely Aye. outstanding. Um, they, they had, I think uh, Fernandez and McAllister, they're two guys that probably don't really need to worry about finding a next move. They're going to have, you know, teams the length of Declan Gallagher looking to try and sign them. So, uh, like they are, I think they'll be guys that will go for a lot of money. And I think just what, 14 what or 15 teams interested. In Aye. And I think, like, as well, like you can't talk about the final and not talk about Mbappe. Like, imagine scoring a hat trick in the World Cup final, dispatching your penalties away with absolutely no problem at all, and still being on the losing side. Like, uh, I feel bad for him, but he's going to win a couple more World Cups anyway. So, I think so. Uh, um, do you not think Messi's come, he's developed and, and improved such a long way from being pocketed by Paisley's own Keanu Bacchus? I, I just it's still it's still surreal to think that we like Keanu Bacchus is probably looking at the the highlights but I've seen that he liked it on Instagram he's looking at the highlights package that Messi put up he's like his personal stuff he's obviously got the goal against Australia and Keanu Bacchus can 
I know Messi scored on it, but he can still take a wee bit of pride and think, great, I've done well against that guy for done well against a guy who's essentially an alien for half an hour. Yeah. I think it was the first time Bacchus actually let him off the leash, he'd done something. So but I, I've just as a as a guy who absolutely adores Messi, like I was just buzzing from me winner. Yeah, big time and I, I was surprised just how much I was supporting Argentina. By the end, I, I was speaking to a few people about it and, and I felt really similar that I wanted Argentina to win, but I didn't realise how much until France equalised and I was so gutted. Aye. So, and to be honest, like I wouldn't if, if France had gone on to win it, if France had won it off the back of an Mbappe hat-trick, that's still a great story. And you're Aye. talking about a guy who's, what, Mbappe's 24? He scored 12 Mbappe, World Cup goals? He's 23, he's uh, the exact same age as me. It's, it's good, yeah. it's really nice to, it's really nice to feel like that. No, you, you you've done loads really, Sam. Don't don't worry about that. Yeah, he does. Was it one hundred and ten million that you moved to Paris Saint Germain? I can so say that. I, I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they it, yeah. After five years and get a hundred million signing on bonus, but nah, on. I think Mbappe is a Mbappe is a freak as well, man. Like that second goal was that second goal was outrageous. Man of the match in the final though, Amy Martinez. Oh, man of the That's man of the, the tournament. Oh, just a. There is not much on this planet I enjoy more than you know the, the, shithousing the, the, and eccentric goalkeepers. And I've, that was I've, just, oh, I've so seen good. it in person as well. The, when I'm going to watch United, Man United. Is that when he saved the penalty? Nah, he never even saved it. Bruno Fernandes ballooned it into the second tier of the Stretford end and Martinez's reaction was to turn round and start dancing to the Stretford end. But it, like, even before the penalty, he's screaming to Ronaldo, Saying, can you please take it? I want you to take it because I want to save it. I'm like, what the fuck? So good. He's, he's well, a, he seems to have pissed off all the right people as well. So. Yeah, they're linking Man United with him now. Actually, and to be honest, I think they could do a lot worse. He's a good goalkeeper, man. That, that save from a Kwani at, at like what, the hundred twenty second minute or whatever it was. I, I think it's I think it's got to be in the conversation for one of the best saves ever. Like it looks. Uh, people look at it and be like, ah, it's so simple, but it's not. It's the 120, 121st minute or something. Like that, that game with Colo Mani was a ball here away for winning the World Cup for France. And fair play to the big man, he stepped up in the shootout as well. It was a terrific save. For, I can't remember who it was he saved, actually. Coleman? Maybe? I think uh, it was Coleman, because uh, Shell Mani, he missed his. So, ah, uh, fair play to him. It was. Just brilliant to watch a game that had absolutely everything, and I will not forget that in a hurry. No, I mean, I, I did. I was trying to explain that to to my other half, who doesn't, you know, dislike football, but isn't that invested in it. And I was trying to explain why I was like almost emotional at seeing a thirty-five-year-old millionaire. Tax avoiding millionaire at that. Ah, getting to it. Why? Why I found it. Why I was it? And I was like, I just feel like, you know, all things going well in in life. You know, forty years from now, you'll be sitting talking to your grandkids, and you know they might like football, and you'll be talking about whatever, and you can say, you know, I was around in the time of, Messi in the time of Messi. I, I I watched that thing. I think it was Rio Ferdinand was saying that, and uh, and the studio was like, I feel like I'll tell my grandkids that I was here. Like this is. Aye. like what I've just witnessed and I think with me it was just a romantic conclusion Aye, yeah. to things for Messi to get that it just felt right uh, it was just good to see one of the good guys doing well like fi- finally getting what he's 
I think you said it yourself. It's what you dreamed about. Like that's the that's the ultimate prize in football. And it, not that there was a debate anyway, but it completely ends it now between him and Ronaldo. Yeah, I think so. it, I think we've had the argument enough times in our in our group chat, and the age that most of us are, you know, and also now that it's just me and you on our nine isn't as good as Messi. Oh, he's a bum. Yeah, oh, he sucks that guy. His, his knees are worse than mine. Nah. <laughs> The greatest of all time can't have knees made of digested biscuits. Yeah, he's not even the fucking he's shy. You've been getting him for some long. Not now, anyway. Not now, anyway. No, I don't think um, he can deal with a three-five-two robo ball. But he's he's not even as fast as our chairman. No, it's not. I think yeah, I think John would probably beat our nine in a race than Better on the trumpet as well. <laughs> Love to see Ronaldo try and get a brass band. Hey, I think yeah, I think you would. I think you would suffer. I don't think he's got the same pipes as as John. No, not at all. I think uh, we've had the, the conversation enough time. I, I think if you break it down, if, I think the the greatest of all time conversation is a bit pointless. But if if you break it all down, I think Maradona is probably the most skillful player to to get to the top of the game. Aye. I don't know that there's anyone doing what he could do to a football I think he's got, R9, he's got skills named after him that kids still spend yeah. 10-15 minutes at training on a Tuesday night than at Linwood trying to do so yeah. can yeah. I say it all I think R9 had three or four years which are maybe better than anyone else's three or four years ever I think that's that's fair enough to say but it's Messi, not, Messi made his it. debut Messi made his debut what, 17 years ago, his professional debut, and Aye, almost since Aye. March 2005, almost since then, has been the best player in the world. Aye, yes. 17 years as the as the best player in the world, the most productive, almost the most successful. I just think to, to think that it's anyone else based on how long he's done that for and the way the game is now, it's crazy. He's, he's out his own. But it's probably really harsh to even discount like Cristiano's stuff as well because he's yeah, won big thing. don't want to read what, it but he's, but he's not messy what's Cristiano won he's won five Champions Leagues that he's had a hand in the finals and all of them like he's won he's won multiple leagues like, I mean I know fair enough he's went to Juventus when they're having a bit of a like a bit of a rule over the league he's played for the biggest club in the world Madrid he went to Man United it was obviously Man United when they were in their pomp under fair game but he, he deserves to be up there for sure he's just not quite as good as the ones that we've mentioned yeah, he's just the second best of his era. Aye, and it's isn't that makes him that? better than almost every other footballer ever. I would say, but he is the second best of his era. There's no getting away from that. Messi's no. just on another another planet. Messi's um, a man. And having been pretty sceptical for the first uh, couple of rounds of the the group stage, actually that World Cup ended up being really really exciting. I enjoyed it, man. I thought there was a lot of good games. It's probably the, the, the a world. I think it's probably one of the World Cups that I've watched the most. Just, just so much happening. Some of the games, well, some of the games in the knockout stage were exceptional, man. Like, yeah, yeah. just such a good watch. And I, I'm just delighted the way it finished. Couldn't I? I mean, the semi-finals were, were excellent as well. Like, I just, just brilliant from start to finish. Absolutely loved it. Only three and a half years to the next one as well. So there's a benefit of having it in, in winter. But yeah. Uh, I'm um, I'm happy enough to leave it there. Aye, I, I'm happy enough to leave it there because I'm busting for a pish as well. So, <laughs> you'll um, I'm sure you'll get a big uh, drunk post Aberdeen 
podcast from us, post Christmas podcast from us at some point, but when exactly that will be, I don't know. I think not, uh, we don't plan to record it in the shop. I'm not getting folks' hopes up here, but I think we're No, planning. but I think we're, if it, that's, that's worth saying, I think, unless plans change, we're all planning to gather in, uh, in Paisley yeah. Craft Beer on the 29th. So nice. anyone, anyone who's listening who fancies a couple of beers and, and a chat and whatever, down, then... Man. I by all means come down. Um, more the I think we'll all be there as well. There. So. I think so. I, th- I think the only one who said I don't know if he can is Ross up to now. Uh, Mate's still be there. So, aye. So by all means, please, uh, please come down. Please come down. Get get tanked up on Jamie's merchandise. Buy some Paisley themed beers off him as well. Aye. Oh well, that's poor. That's poor. He's sold it. I think so. I think he's doing pretty well with it. We could always go up to Kelvin Bridge and go to that. Cavern beer shop or something. <laughs> <laughs> we can work it out. But uh, unless uh, unless we see you at the game on Saturday or we see you on the twenty ninth, we'll uh, have a have a great one. Have a have a nice Christmas and all the rest of it. And, uh, and uh, I'll leave it with a fuck Ronaldo. Fuck James Michael Goodwin. Wait, oh, that's the one thing we didn't mention. Sorry, sorry. Before we go, we need to we need to show on this in. Goodwin gave an interview to the. To the record to say, uh, you know, it's a very familiar setting playing in Paisley. It's a, it's a very difficult place for opposition teams to go to, and uh, he understands that being both a player and manager. So he's, you know, it's according to Jim, it's always been a fortress. So just just on that point, just to back up what you're saying, we've had five wins in nine games there this season, and uh, previously under Goodwin, he managed three home wins. In twelve games last year before he left, he managed four home wins in nineteen games the season before, and he equaled this season's five in a full sixteen games in his first season. So, it's as he, as he says, it's always been a fortress. It's a really difficult he's place a, for teams to go unless they're really, playing against Jim Goodwin. He's a really smart guy. He's clearly done his research before he said that. So, uh, fuck you, Jim, for your yeah. shitty home performances that you gave us. Yeah, and uh, that's Aberdeen going to win now. Now that we've said that. So anyway, ah, enjoy your podcast. Enjoy your pish, Sam. Enjoy your Christmas. And Aye, uh, right. Catch you later. We'll see you later. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.